what up what up what up what up welcome to the scorecard the boxing scorecard where i ask people to bring your scorecard and an explanation not just simply your opinion so last night we had a big big main event between gervonta tank davis and uh, ryan king garcia take a look a quick look at their stats as we get those picks up a quick look at their stats coming into this fight coming into this fight Ryan King, Ryan Garcia coming, came in with, was undefeated with 23 wins, 19 knockouts, uh, 80% uh, KO rate, ratio, 24 years old. Tank Davis at 28 years old, coming in with a record of 29 and, at 29 and 0 with 27 knockouts as a 93% chance KO record. So you fight this guy, there's a 93% chance that you're getting stopped. 28 years old right in his prime um yes 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 the scorecard of course you're here for the scorecard the fight ended in a knockout but the the official scorecard at uh when the knockout happened in the seventh round um one judge one judge had it 58 to 56 another judge had it 59 to 55 another judge had it 59 to 56 and uh the fans on box rec had it 58 to uh, 55. My specific scorecard was 59 to 54. Um, I, w I didn't wasn't able to locate it here. Yeah, I, I uh, um, scored the, the seventh round, even though that's when a knockout happened. But up until the sixth, I had that uh, 50, 59, 54. Um, and if that fight would have continued, I, the way that it was going, I I looked like Tank was going to win win a, a technical decision the way that the fight was going i think people really underrate tank's boxing skills you know he he stopped 27 out of his out of his 29 opponents um so obviously he's known for his power but you know he he sets those those punches up he's not just swinging wildly um he might have a low output but he has a very high accuracy um as far as his punches landing so quick uh, a quick rundown of each round let's get those picks running through now so the first round the first round was really the only the only round that i gave to uh, uh, actually sorry my bad my bad go back to the to the scorecard and i'll uh um i'll go through each round and then we'll go through those picks thank you thank you eric the number one boxing producer out in uh, youtube land so the first round uh, I had Ryan coming forward. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'll take your comments after. I'm gonna go through all these the notes. We'll go and I'll go through the comments and your educated questions after. First round, my notes for, for round one, Ryan coming forward and initiating the fight with his speed, which we knew. And you know, as far as their speeds, I you know, everyone was assuming that Ryan's speed was that much more faster than Davis's. No, I I didn't think so. When it came to the speed, I, I think it, it was both. They're both matched when it came to speed. The second round, um, from what I understand, a, a lot of the judges, like Ryan was winning that round. Um, not clearly, but he, you know, he was winning the round um, up until he got dropped with Davis's timing. Again, when Davis catches you, it's not just a, a random punch. Shout out to my homie Mike who pointed something out that I, you know, that I that I preach to the boxers all the time. When you're ducking under. You, you want to make sure that you're keeping, keep your eyes up, not looking at the floor. Cause when you look at the floor 
first of all, if you're looking down, you can still get punched in, in, a, in the top of your head, which is illegal. And the ref might stop and give you a couple minutes to recover, but you're still going to be messed up from getting punched on the top of your head. The other thing, the other reason why you don't want to look down, you want to keep your eyes up to see what the opening is from making your opponent miss. In this case here, uh, uh, guy, um, Garcia threw his left hook, his famous left hook that he knocks out most people with. Davis specifically ducked under, leaned back while he was doing this, kept his eyes up and saw the opening. And that's how his timing was able. He was able to come back in and catch Garcia with his uh, with his own counter punch. Davis's timing is, is very underrated, man. There's very few boxers that have the counter punching skills of that of Gervonta Dank Davis. So my notes for round two was Davis's timing. Um, anyways, I keep bringing up round two, but I don't I'm not finishing the thought. Someone please confirm, and again, I'll check the comments after, but apparently the judges still scored this round as a 10-9 round just for Tank because uh, they had Ryan Ed. One of the judges had this a 10-10 round or a 10-9 because they had they thought Ryan was was winning so uh, so convincingly. I highly disagree with that. Even if you had Ryan winning that round, which he, which he was by being a little bit more busier, but none of those punches were that much effective to, to, you know, to, um, to nullify. Usually at the professional level, if you get knocked down, it's an automatic 10-8 round, unless you come back and really put it on the, the person that gave you that eight count. But that was not the case. So I thought that was a clear 10-8 round for, for Tank Davis. Round three, I only marked two rounds as close rounds, round three and round six. Round three was one of them. My notes for round three, Davis is coming forward, initiating a fight, initiating the fight a bit faster. Uh, Gervonta Tank, he's usually known for backing up more. Again, low output, but very high accuracy when he does throw. Um, but in round three, he was actually coming forward, initiating the fight more, which he's not used to doing. Um, once again, you know, for, for everyone saying that, trying to say that Garcia was scared, it's not, that's the wrong word to use. Like, I just said this, you know, a couple of minutes before the show. Shank, Tank, he has that power to make you change your mind about your game plan. That's like, I said this years ago, Vince, shout out to my homie Vince. I said this to him years ago. Davis has Deontay Wilder type power. That's how he has Deontay Wilder type power for the little guys. Yeah. Um, so back to the scorecard. Um, round three, Davis coming forward. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a close round, but I, I still gave it to, to, to Davis. Round four, Tang, look, Tank looking real comfortable. Garcia looking hesitant. Once you feel someone's power, again, it's not every boxer has this, man. It's not every boxer has this. That's why this Tank kid is special. Um, <clears throat> once you feel someone's power, it makes you change your mind. It makes you change the game plan. It makes you hesitate. Not that you're scared. It's just that you know you come forward and make one bad mistake. It could end in one punch. Uh, Tank Davis, he's one of the only boxers in the sport today. There's very few of them. There's a lot of boxers that have a high, high stoppage TKO, a high TKO percentage on their record where they, you know, throw a bunch of punches and the referee has to come in and stop the fight or your corner throws in the towel. You know, that's that's a TKO. Um, but, it, you know, the the boxers that had that that single one punch, all they need is one. 
to catch you with to, to change your whole game plan. There's on one hand how many boxers that, that off the top of my head, I can only think of Deontay Wilder and uh, and Tank Davis. Uh, again, put it in the chat and I'll, and I'll uh, mention it when I talk when I look at the chat in a couple of minutes. But he he's one of the only boxers that has that make you change the game plan power when she catches you. <laughs> so that's the reason why Garcia had to change, you know, how he, he looked different after that first one. And, and then, and again, for that second knockdown, I didn't even finish the scorecard. We'll get to the knockdown when it happens. Round five, round five notes for round five. Garcia shook twice off fakes tank in control. Yes. The way that, that, um, the way that you can, the way that you can control your opponent without even throwing a punch after landing that hard one is just by faking tanks fakes at Garcia were so good, especially after you, like you have to respect it, especially after you took one of those. So you have to respect it. So when, when, when you're, when tank was faking at him, Garcia had to respect it because of what he felt earlier. Um, that's how you could, you know, really control your opponent without even throwing a punch. Uh, this kid tank, man, he's something else. Yeah, Garcia shook twice off of fakes, like literally standing up in, into the fetal position, um, tank in control. Round six, my notes for round six. I marked round six as a close round, but I still gave it to tank. Um, Ryan landed some clean ones, but tank still landed as, as much, still landed as much. So Ryan, uh, Garcia did land a few, you know, still landed a few good punches, but um, Tank still landed as much as, as, as Garcia did. I think maybe because that was one of the other rounds where uh, Garcia, you know, got his output out there. Um, anyways, Tank still matched with the high lows. As the shorter boxer, Tank is really good with coming to the head and coming down to the body. Uh, and not just aiming lower, but getting his whole body, like changing levels, getting his whole body down when he throws his, a hard, not just a hard straight left cross to the body, a hard rear hand, but a hard jab to the body, coming back up to the head. Yeah, yeah, Tank is good with those, with those high levels. And then round seven, I didn't have any notes for round seven, but how that knockout happened, and uh, we'll get more detailed into it at the, during the knockout of the week with my boy Mike Orr at 6 o'clock today. Um, the way that he that that tank landed that body shot, and this was a perfect perfect example too. Another thing with his timing, sometimes to time someone else, specifically in box, in boxing, you have to throw while the other person is throwing. That's how timing is. It's not just simply covering up and waiting to block a few punches, and as soon as they stop, then it's my turn, and then your turn, and then my turn. No, no, no. You have to time it while the other person is throwing. Yeah, yeah. So, in that uh, in that seventh round, Garcia felt that he needed to come forward to initi initiate the fight more. Tank was just waiting for him. They both threw at the same time. Tanks sat down and used. He still turned his hip and used used his legs for to to put his to put more power into the punch because the punch didn't even look like it was that hard. That's how hard this guy punches. <laughs> That's all hard tank punches is that it didn't even look that hard until you saw Garcia's reaction. If Garcia didn't react that way, no one would even have said that he, you know, probably wouldn't even have noticed that the punch landed. 
because they were both throwing at the same time. So you couldn't really tell until Garcia backed it up. And, and uh, someone said to me, like, it didn't even look, you know, they just saw the, the highlight. They didn't watch the fight, but they saw the highlight. And they're like, yeah, he just, he just looked like he took a knee. I said, yes. You know, if, if you've played sports, it doesn't have to be boxing. Um, we can get through the, 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 the pictures now. If you've played sports at some point in time, you must have got winded, you know, maybe just by getting hit in the stomach with the ball or just getting hit in the stomach by accident where, you know, it takes away your breath for like 30 seconds. Obviously you can recover, but for that, for that 30 to 45 seconds, it feels like you're going to die. Cause you, you know, you have no breath at all. Um, so yeah, but in boxing, all you have is eight seconds to get up and show the referee that you can continue. Um, Shout out to Garcia because, you know, and for, you know, there's there's the people that there that would say um, that he could have got up. That, like, yes, he could have got up, but the, the punishment that he would have took afterwards, he knew what was, what he was in for. That's why he made the smart the, the decision to, to stay on that knee and, and take that 10 count. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He understood the 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 danger of the situation. So. I show my respect to Garcia for understanding that um, for the people that say, you know, I'd rather die on my shield than quit and all that. Those are the people's whose career don't last that long. Um, you know, people will talk about you when you're long gone and day bread, day, uh, brain dead. But, you know, I, I care more about um, as far as coaching, you know, I care more about your, your life after boxing and making sure you're still good. Boxing's already a, a danger enough sport. So you don't want to, Put yourself in more harm's way if you don't have to especially when you know uh, you know the reality of the situation so respect to garcia for understanding the reality of what was about to happen if he would have stood up and continued um but he couldn't he said in the post fight fight the post fight press conference you know they, they asked him two or three times um what happened during the punch he said manny i simply got caught and i couldn't recover in time no excuses you know those those were his words there you see tank with his timing man tank is is tank is five foot five with a shorter shorter reach than every single boxer that he faces but he, his timing is so perfect he makes up for his lack of height and reach with his perfect timing man um what else we got what else we got yes if the one thing the one specific uh, uh, thing you could take away from this fight is keeping your eyes open. This is kind of an example right here as, as Tank is coming to the body, but keeping your eyes open um, while you're ducking under. Because if you, like I said before, if keeping keeping your eyes closed and ducking your head down, the head down can result in you getting hit on the top of the head. And even though the referee might stop it and give the other guy a warning, you're still going to be messed up. But keeping your eyes open. So every drill that you're doing, whether you're on the bag or shadow boxing on your own, you don't have to just wait to do a drill with your coach. Whether you're on the bag or shadow boxing on your own, try to mix in specifically, do a round of simply just ducking under, but specifically get, keeping your eyes up with your hands up and using your legs. Those three things, using your legs, uh, uh, keeping your hands up and eyes up. You know, everyone forgets that eyes up part. That's the reason why Tank's timing is so good when he, when he's moving his head, moving his head. That this I'm 
today I'm specifically focusing about the ducking under because that was um, that's how he landed basically both of the, the the punches that stopped the fight or the first one specifically um, when he caught Ryan throwing his famous uh, left hook and timed it and even on the body shot that he landed they're both on the inside keeping his eyes open they both threw at the same time Tank was just faster and kept his punch shorter um, and was was able to land before Garcia landed so yeah yeah yeah. What else do we got? Yes, yes, exactly right here. Garcia is trying to jab, jab his way in. Tank's knocking it down with his lead hand, but still keeping his eyes up on the target, on the chin, on Garcia's chin there. As, yeah, I love these picks, man. Keep keep, keep them flowing. Um, what is next for, uh, for both of these guys? Oh, yes, uh, quickly, before we talk about what's next for these guys, this quick thing about uh, the rehydration clause and and, and people trying to uh, discredit this uh, this win because of the rehydration clause and all this stuff, you know, to make it clear, this was not new uh, um, to Ryan Garcia. He knew all these things before going into it. And if he couldn't, if, if my big question is, if for all the people that are, you know, are, are you talking about it more than Garcia is and want to discredit Tank for, for this, if if Garcia put himself at such a disadvantage that um, you know that there's no even possible way that he would be able to win this fight, then why would he take the fight in the first place? It's not like you know it's either you know he has all these millions of followers on his social media, but he's really just broke, and he knew this fight would give him a big paycheck. It's either that or he knew that this fight was going to be tough and wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page with him as far as the the you know the reason why he lost the fight because i see you know a lot of people using that as an excuse if it was so if he was at such a disadvantage and he already knew he was going to lose then why would he sign the contract when he knew all of this before signing the contract so don't start with it now the other the reason why again i'm not just running my mouth with my opinion i'll give you my educated reason why i'm saying what i'm saying looking at the weigh-ins there's two things you've seen before when, when people when guys go to weigh in guys and girls when people go to weigh in when, you, when you've seen it for years you you can tell the people that um that that had a hard time doing it why because as soon as they step off the scale they got one of their people there giving them a drink to, to to put it in as soon as they make weight they, they stand up they'll have to lift their arms up do whatever stand on one foot strip down take everything off hold a towel in front of them do everything they can just to barely make the weight and then as soon as they step off someone's giving them a drink and they're chugging it whether it's pedialytes or something they have to get it right away that's how that's how much they struggled ryan garcia stood on that scale like it was nothing he had a nice full full six pack and everything stepped off the scale and was talking trash right away. There was nothing about him that looked like he had a, a tough time making that weight on the scale. Now, with that being said, let's take it a step further because people are going to try to say, well, yeah, what about the rehydration clause? He could only gain more than 10 pounds. Okay. So let's, let's look at the, at the numbers of the, of that. So he was only allowed to gain 10 pounds over that. So, um, he couldn't weigh more than 146 pounds the following day. 
Okay, so the following day, he weighed in at 144. <laughs> Two pounds under the, his limit. So how hard, how much of our obviously, obviously by the numbers, again, I'm not just running my mouth, I'm giving you numbers to back up what I'm saying. Obviously, by the numbers, he had two pounds to go. Obviously, he did not have any trouble making this weight. Right? That is clear. So let's 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 cut the talk on that. So now let's move on to what is next for both guys. We'll start with um, we'll start with Garcia first, the challenger. He said he's moving up to 140. There's a there's a there's a few sharks up at 140 up there too. He's not just gonna have an easy time. We'll start with Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez, June 20th or June 10th, sorry. Um, man, boxing, we got a lot of big fights. May 20th, Haney and Lomachenko. June 20th, Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be very interesting. I'm assuming Ryan Garcia will be ringside at, at this fight because uh, uh, um, he's probably, you know, just because of who he is and, and the money that he commands for his fights. He can step right into the Sharks if he really wants to. If he really wants to, he could step right into the Sharks, into the ocean with the, with the Sharks at 140. He could take on the winner of Josh, Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor and uh, Teofimo Lopez. There's also Regis Progre. Wow, another monster at 140. Regis Progre, Jose Ramirez, uh, Jack Catterall, who, who, who uh, made a name for himself against Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor won a, won a very close, controversial decision against Jack Catterall. I'm not sure if he's going to have the rematch of that, but that would be interesting, too. Um, Jose Zapeta, who was in a fight of the year with Baroncheck just uh, last year or the year before. Um, Gary Antoine Russell is also a problem and a knockout artist at 140 pounds. Uh, Roly Romero. Talks he made a name for himself against Tank a couple of fights ago, put up a good fight. I actually I had him winning that fight against Tank before Tank put him to sleep, like he's done with 90% with mostly everyone else. Um Sandor Martin is like if I was Ryan, I would take on a guy like Sandor Martin at 140 pounds first, who is uh, uh, not a not, not known as a as a hard puncher, but as a respectable fighter, he beat Mikey Garcia put him into retirement uh, just a little while ago. So let's let's ease your way into, into 140 before you just jump into the ocean, into the deep end with the Sharks. And now let's look at Tank's next competition. Um, Tank, again, he sees him and Haney. Haney is the undisputed, has all the belts. He got the belts from Cambosis. Um, him versus Tank is going to be very interesting. But before Haney says anything, before we start talking about Haney and 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 Tank, Haney needs to make sure he takes care of Lomachenko first. Let's let's put a put a break to the talks between who would win between Tank and and and, uh, and Haney, because Haney has Lomachenko on his hands May twentieth, and that is going to be serious. And to be, it's going to be serious for if you're a serious boxing fan. If you're looking for an exciting fight just for two people to just bang each other out and there's like, you know, one person gets knocked down, the other person like that, it's not it's not going to be a back and forth um, battle like that. Um, 
It's not. It's going to be a tactical, smart chess match between Haney and Lomachenko. Um, a couple of years ago, people it would people would have picked Lomachenko by a you know by a, a heavy favorite, um, but he's been humbled in the past couple of years. He lost to Teofimo Lopez recent at, at one thirty five. Since then, he's had a couple of a couple of good wins and has, and has looked good in those wins. Speaking about Lomachenko. Um, and Haney has had two big wins against George Cambosis, who beat Teofimo Lopez, who was the guy that beat Lomachenko. So, uh, um, I know that. Sorry, I know. I know there's a, there's a few fights be- between now and May twentieth, but May twentieth is going to be the next one. Let's th- flow through those pictures again, please. Um, I feel like Tanks yelling at me. Um, <laughs> So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Who else we got? Um, and again, the only person, just speaking at 135, I was looking at who else is there that can challenge Tank. Frank Martin, I give Frank Martin some respect. He's he's working his way up just for the simple fact that he's in the in the same gym with uh, with Spence and, and undisputed Charlo with their coach. You know, I pay attention to the coaches. So Frank Martin, he's, he's uh, with Derek James. One of the I look at Derek James is probably the one of the number one coaches in the game right now, um, and uh, and yeah, and the only person that I can honestly see giving Tank a problem is the one Shakur Stevenson, who I've been saying since I saw Shakur Stevenson that he was either 17 or 18 years old at the 2016 Olympics, winning a silver medal against the two-time Olympian. BC Ramirez and 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 Shakur had a, won a close sorry Shakur lost a close split decision he won a silver medal um yeah I said from them his Shakur's boxing skills he's like he's more mature than his age with the, with his boxing skills speaking about uh, Shakur Stevenson um but Tank is also very mature and he's seasoned and he's been at that stage before and has put his power on display um yeah this picture right here you see you see garcia on his knee like he knew like he wanted like your your body wants to get up like garcia did not make the decision to quit and say this is time for me to 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 put it in he he wanted to get up he but he could not because that pain was still there and if he would have got up he wouldn't he would not have been able to protect himself as good as he needed to be against tank um so yeah what else i got in my notes what else i got in my notes that's it here let me take a sip of my water and then uh uh, uh oh mike yeah 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 okay mike you the only one in here okay that's all good it's all good um <clears throat> shout out to my man mike or at four monday wednesday friday with the newest prospects um, when you feel that power that you weren't expecting, they can throw you off your whole game. Exactly, man. You can't, um, you can't forget about, uh, Buatzi when it comes to one punch power and better be of just to add to that list. Yes, 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 exactly. Better be of <laughs> better be of who I shout out to Mark Ramsey as coach. I was in Montreal with the training camp with team Canada a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, I got to meet Mark Ramsey, one of the top coaches in the game. He's Arthur Beterbiev's coach, 
who has a 100% knockout ratio on his record. Um, so, yeah, Berta Briab and Buatzi, definitely some one-punch guys. And Dare Tooth, thanks for reminding me about that. Um, people talk about talk nonsense about dying dying first in the in the ring before giving up. Have clearly not been it exactly. It's just you know, just common sense, man. As I again, I and I've said this a bunch of times already to to fighters. I, I'd rather you, as far as me throwing in the towel, I would rather you be mad at me for stopping the fight too early, rather than me coming to visit you in the hospital because I stopped it too late. So, yeah. Um, do you think Tank should have kept his whole purse since they bet their entire purse on? Man, that's just, that's not legal. Like, you, that's like making a bet with someone just, you know, on the phone or something like that. Like, it's not, there's no legal contract for him to walk over and say, hey, give me my money. <laughs> like, come on. So, obviously, they just bet over the internet. Like, you have to have stuff in writing with legal documents especially when you're betting millions of dollars. You're not just betting the change in your pocket. When there's millions of dollars being exchanged hands, you need a little bit more more uh, solid paperwork behind that, legal paperwork behind that. So obviously that, uh, that verbal bet that they had, you know, is not. And with that being said, though, um, at the press conference, that, that last press conference before, before the fight, um, the announcer asked them about the bet. Tank said, yeah, their people called us and said, yeah, it's not a good idea. And Ryan Garcia confirmed this because when they asked him, they said, you know, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I wouldn't want to take, I wouldn't want to take his money anyway. So yeah, Garcia confirmed that it was his side that, uh, that, that turned that down anyway. So, um, what else we got here? There's a few up and comers at 135 that could give Tank trouble in the future. Yeah, man. Like I said, that guy Frank Martin, who's under Derek James, he's causing some problems. Um, I like Michelle Rivera. I'm, I'm not sure you might have last his last lost his last one, but he's still he's still, I still like him. Michelle Rivera, he has that he has that Muhammad Ali look, the shorts and the haircut and everything. Um, Sanction fees and taxes come first, of course, of course. Um, yes, they do. Um, but that is it for now, I guess. Thank you once again. Shout out to my man, Mike Core. We'll be back at six with the knockout of uh, of the week, which of course is uh, the tank knockout. But we're gonna break it down in detail on how it went down. Um, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Davis at one thirty five. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> it'll still be a few years before he he um, works the way up to uh, before they give him that shot. I'm not sure how long tank. Well, tank's only. Uh, 30, 28 years old right now. So he still has a nice, you know, nice good couple of years ahead of him that he could that he could keep fighting and be the number one guy at the sport. Um so yeah, there you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scorecard once again, the scorecard where I ask people to bring your scorecard and your opinion, not just your your scorecard and an explanation, not just simply your opinion. Um, this fight ended in a knockout, but we broke down in detail how what led up to the knockout. And your your drill for the week, your defensive drill for the week is when you're on the bag or shadow boxing and specifically sparring, when you're when you are ducking under, which you don't want to duck under all the time, obviously, but when you do are when you are working on ducking under, 
to go do it, do the, the, the motion slowly from shadow boxing first and then on the bag before you do it in sparring, but specifically using your legs to duck, to duck under and keeping your eyes up, keeping your eyes up, not looking at the floor. That's, that's the, the one thing and still staying covered up just because you're ducking under doesn't mean the coast is clear. So see, still keeping your hands up as you're ducking under and keeping your eyes up, no matter how low you get, still keep your eyes up on the target or at least on the stomach level um, before you come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch me on any social media at Cedric Sports. Yes, and Talk and Fight, the number one YouTube boxing YouTube channel out there. If you haven't done it yet, make sure you like this show so it helps with the visibility of the show. Uh, subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, man. Peace. I'll be back next week.